Okay, so we are on Yud Aleph, Amud Aleph. We are at the first set of two dots, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve lines from the top. So the Gemara, the Mishnah on Yud Amud Aleph had mentioned a number of different types of halachos and their, uh, you know, the the extent to which they are sourced in halacha, or they are like hanging from a thread, or they have no connection to the text. It doesn't mean to say that they're, you know, uh, you know, not valid. But the idea just that the way they, the way we get to them is much more, you know, involves drushos and things and other other ways of of, of getting there. Um, so one of the things that uh, that the, the, Mara, the Mishnah had said was that when it comes to Shabbos and certain other halachos, specifically it was Shabbos, Chagigos, and Meilos. Um, they're Karaim Katslim Right, that they're like mountains hanging from a thread or from a hair, uh, because they are mikra muav halachos merubos, and because there's a lot of there's a very little in terms of sukin and a lot of halachos. Right, so you have a you know a pasuk here or there, but then a ton of a ton of uh, of halachos relating to it. So the gemara is picking up on that line mikra muav halachos merubos. So it says the gemara tanin negayim ve'ohalos mikra muav halachos merubos. So it's a price that says. That, that that when it comes to the gaim, the halachos of uh, of mitzora, and it comes to oalos, the halachos of what um, you know how a person becomes how tumba is transferred under oel. If, if a person is you know in the same room as a, as a mace, etc., that they become tamei. All the halachos that apply to that. So it's mikram woods very few psukim about such concepts. Halachos rubos, but there are many many halachos about such concepts. And the Gemara says, "What are you talking about? Negayim mikramuot? Any balkarenos that that has you know tazriyah mitzvah is full of 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 psukim that explains to us the concept of negayim of how a person becomes gets saras. So uh, so the Gemara says, negayim mikramuot, negayim mikramurubu. There's a lot of psukim about about negayim. So I'm Rav Papa Hachikam. Now this is what it should have said: negayim mikramuruba v'alachos muatos. Negayim have a lot of psukim." But not so many halachos. Ohalos mikramuat v'alachos merubos. When it comes to ohalos, the question of becoming tummy from a from a corpse under uh, the same canopy, so that already is very few psukim and actually has a lot of halachos. Okay, umay So who really who really cares if that's true? Why does it really matter to us if there is uh, a lot of halachos or just a lot of or a lot of psukim or whatever? Why do we care? says, If you're not sure about Nagayim, so where should you look? Don't look at the Mishnah. Look at the Pasuk. Look at the Pesukim. But if you're not sure about Halakha, when it comes to the Halakhas of Olos, I'm Masnison. Then look at the Mishnah. So it's just like, a, it's sort of like letting you know that this is how it works. That, um, that uh, different, different types of Halakhas have their sources in different places. Okay, fine. Next is dinin. So dinin is you know monetary law, the laws of how we uh, how we adjudicate monetary disputes. So again, the Gemara had said that these that these things dinim are the Mishnah had said dinim vavodos hataros vatameos vairaios yichlan amashi yisimchu vehein hein gufidur. So those have more to rely upon in terms of again just just source material in the Torah itself. So, so, um, so says the Gemara's follows. Nichtav, what do you mean? I mean, again, the Gemara had said that 
the Mishnah said that didn't have what to rely on. But again, still the implication is there's not very much there. The says, what are you talking about? There's a lot. There's a lot of psukim when it comes to dinim. What do you mean? There's like what to rely on? There's a lot there. So it's referring to what the Mishnah says it just has what to rely on because there's certain things that I guess are still not so so clear. That's according to the sheet of Rebbe. Why? Because it says in a Rebbe Omer Nefesh Nefesh Tachas Nefesh Mamon. Right? If someone kills somebody, so the halacha is in Parshas Mishpatim Nefesh Tachas Nefesh. If someone kills somebody, so what do you do? You take their life. So it's not true. Sometimes Nefesh Tachas Nefesh just means that you pay. Right? So for example, the Gemara, the Rashi gives a, the example. Um, what are we talking about? So look at Rashi on the right side, like. Ten lines from the top or so. So the, what are these? What's lonitz? These are the following. They're following examples that are not so clear. What's that? They're chesed nefesh tachas nefesh. Im asoni yeh shemesa isha yitain mamon demeya isha liyarsha. What are we talking about? It's a scenario where um, a man kills a woman by accident. Um, what's the case? And, and in that case, what do you do? You don't kill the person who killed that woman by accident, but rather you pay her children, quote, her value. <speaking in Hebrew> he, didn't, he doesn't have to get killed because he didn't mean to, didn't mean to kill her. <speaking in Hebrew> he was trying to hurt his friend. <speaking in Hebrew> the two people who are fighting, and what happens? The wife of the, the guy steps in, and the guy, and the, and one of the guys who's fighting doesn't realize that he ends up hitting the woman and he ends up killing her. So, Kasavar Rebbe Niskavin La Rog Ezeh Vaharag Ezeh Pater Mimiso Mishalim Mamon. Because the halacha is according to Rebbe in that scenario, you meant to kill this person, you end up killing that person. So Nefesh Tachas Nefesh means that you pay for it. You don't actually give your life. And that again, that's not anywhere in the pesukim. It's the opposite. And looking in the pesukim would tell me that your person gets killed. So rather the, the fact that the Torah that the Chazal tell us nefesh tachas nefesh is mamon that's shita rebbe so that is something that is much less befeirish in the pesukim and is much more of uh, something that you're simply relying on the pasuk but it's not really uh, clear from the pasuk itself. Okay, so the Gemara says ata omer mamonu enu nefesh is it really referring to money or maybe it means you really should kill the person? So nefesh mamish so nemra nesina lamata v'nemra so meaning so how do we get to this idea? How do we get to Nevesh Tachas Nefesh referring to Mamon? How do I know that? Maybe you should really refer to the, to the killing the person itself. It's a continuation of Rebbe's Rush. So it says the Gemara, by the price of Nemra Nesina Lamata, Venemra Nesila Lamala. Mala Halal Mamon, Afkan Mamon. So there's two cases that the, that the, that the Torah talks about, uh, both in Parsha Mishpatim, I believe. So there's two times when it says Nesina. Look at Rashi. Nesina Lamala, Nesila Lamata. So Nesina Lamala says Rashi. That's a different case. That's two guys are fighting. A woman who is pregnant steps in between, and he and it ends up he ends up hitting the woman, and she loses the child. So in that case, you pay, right? Uh, so there it says nasan You you pay, you give. So that's referring there. What do you give? You don't give your life. You give money. So nasin lamata benasata nefesh shachas nefesh. Again, the language of nasina. Again, refers to since before refers to Nesina by by the, the Vlados when the, when the when the man inadvertently uh, kills the fetus. So here too also it says Nesina Nas Nesata Nefesh Achas Nefesh Mamon Umay Nefesh Shemay Nefesh. It means you pay for, for the value of the of the woman's life. So the so that's how I learned again. So not from the pasuk itself, but rather a drasha, you know, Gzeir Shava there that that teaches me Nesina Nesina that teaches me this idea 
that nefesh shachas nefesh refers to mamon. So that is one of these ideas that is simply you can rely upon the pasuk, but really it's, it needs a needs a drasha to teach me. And and here I think it's even more clear, meaning clear that it's not clear in the sense that it's the opposite. Right? It's nefesh shachas nefesh, meaning it, it says pay with your life, and the halacha is you don't pay with your life. And that's why it's I think more obvious that it's really not you're really not relying on the pasuk. That's sort of the point. Correct. Right. Then you're stuck. Correct. Nefesh tachas nefesh. Right. It's the sheet of Rabbi who says it's money as opposed to the person's life. Correct. So that, that's that's why the Gemara needs to say it's according to the sheet of Rabbi who 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 has a quote you might want to call it extreme view or a very different view that 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 nesina that nefesh here refers to not to money not not to the life but to but to money. Yes. Correct. But how am I going to find this thing that really isn't in the pasuk? Correct. Correct. It's sort of continuing with what the Gemara has been doing the last half, you know, over the last half before. Same thing, kind of like probing to find well, where are the cases that are really not sourced in the pesukim, really unique, not a, not a regular svara, things like that. Okay. So, but I think the point is that I, the mission sort of was like kind of intense in its almost attack of some of these halachos. So the Gemara has to explain why the why the very strange strange uh, strong language. Okay, avodos. So this is now when it comes to the halachos of the avoda in the Beis Hamikdash or the Mishkan. So again, Mesach Sifan. The avoda is not not written comparison of Sukkim. It's look at all the Vayikra. It's all the halachos of the avoda. There's so many cases. We keep Shabbos once a, once a week, and there's barely anything to talk about Shabbos. The avoda, uh, unfortunately, we don't do it all right now, and it's full, the entire Sefer Yikra is full of the avoda, and, and the avoda is only done by the Kohanim, not by anybody else. You know, so it's certainly it's, it's very, you know, a very lengthy discussion in the Torah about about the avoda. So says the says the, the Gemara, Lo It's referring to the halacha of not the Zrika Saddam where you throw the the dam on Mizbeach, and not even the Kabbalah Saddam where you accept the dam after shechting the animal, but the halacha of taking the dam from accepting it, bringing it to the Mizbeach, so that it can then be sprinkled on the Mizbeach. The specific, that's the specific avoda of holecha sadam, bringing the dam. Okay, why? The sign it says in the Raisa, v'ikrivu, the Pazak says v'ikrivu, this is already just the very beginning of, of Parshas Vayikra, zu v'ikrivu ze kabbalah sadam, v'af garachmana balashan holacha, v'ikrivu v'ikrivu akohen es hakol, v'ikdir ha-mizbeach. So the language of the karivu, right, by the by the by the the pasuk, uh, is is a is a, an explanation trying to tell me that uh, we do a kabbalah sadam first of all, right? First I have to accept the dam, and then the Torah used the language of halacha because it says He brings it all and then places it, you know, uh, on the mizbeach. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, "Vikrivu zu kabbalah sadam." So what Rashi says, "Afa bishu lashon holacha ena el kabbalah." When it comes to actual accepting of the dam, again, that this means that the shech the animal and you literally place a receptacle and accept the dam that comes out of the neck of the animal into the into this receptacle. And what happens? And the Gemara, the, the Torah used the lashon of kabbalah, right? Oh, sorry, "Avishu um, lashon holacha," right? It says. Vikriv, Hikriv seems to mean like you bring it closer, right? you're going to take it with you. And that is actually just referring to Kabbalah. Sharei la'acha shechita nichtava. It's writing after the shechita, I do the shechita, and then Vikriv. Okay, ve'en halacha ela im kein kibbal adam. Right, but 
the reason it uses the language of vikrivu, right, even though it's just referring to accepting the dam, is because even though I'm going to accept the dam, I have to then afterwards bring it to the mizbeach. So it still uses that language of vikrivu. But what's going to happen? But then the pasuk says vikriva kohen esakol. So wait a second. Why are you using the language of vikrivu when it comes to the kabbalas adam? If you're telling me to be makri, I'm going to then bring it afterwards. So Rashi says gabe ivarim sif. Right, vikriva esakol. That's the other. The, the limbs of the animal, the legs, the different parts of the animal. Right, you're going to take the, the st- stomach, the, the legs, different parts, and you're going to wash it in water. And you're going to bring all of it and bring it on the Mizbeach. So that's actually the next line in the Gemara. So the, the Gemara says, um, yeah, so the Gemara uses the language, right? So let's, so let's go back to the Gemara. So the Gemara said, I'm bringing the dam. Why? Because the Bryce says, When they, you know, going to bring the dam, that's Kabbalah Saddam, actually, not the actual bringing yet. That's the first step before I can then bring it over. Right? And then the, and the Torah actually uses the language of bringing when it comes to Kabbalah Saddam. Because the Pasuk then says, and then the coin going to take the the Avarim bring them on the Mizbech. Zu Holechas Avarim La Kevish. That's the bringing of the Avarim onto the Kevish. So you see that the language of the Hikriv refers to Halacha, to bringing. Lamemra, the Halacha Lotifka Mechla Kabbalah. So what comes to teach me that the Halachos of Holechas Adam are the same as the Halachos of Kabbalah Saddam. Okay? What, is it, what does that mean? So there are three stages. There's the Kabbalah Saddam, I accept the Dam in the, in the, in the Kli. I then bring it over to Mizbech, and then I sprinkle it on, that's, that's Halakha Saddam, and then Zerika Saddam when I place it on the Mizbech. So the question the Gemara is basically getting to is, you see the language of Vihikriv is used twice. Right? Vihikriv, clearly by the other Ivar means to bring it over to the Mizbech. Right? So the Vihikriv by Halakha Saddam should just be Vihikibalte Saddam. Right? Saddam. Why do you use the language of, of Vihikriv, which means like to bring it, to teach you a, a double Halakha? That just like the halacha of Kabbalah Saddam has special requirements that are true by all of the avoda, so so too the halacha Saddam also has those same halachas. What are we referring to? Look at Rashi. Rashi says lo tiske mechalal Kabbalah lekol dvareha the same halachas. Ve'avagav shehi avoda she'efshir levatla. In theory, halacha Saddam doesn't have to happen at all. Why not? You could shech the animal right next to the mizbeach. In which case, you could literally shech it and sprinkle immediately. You don't even have, you'd have to accept the dam, collect it, but you could then sprinkle it immediately without ever doing any middle step of holach, of bringing it over. Okay? Uh, you don't even have to, you could just shech the animal right next to the mizbech and then sprinkle the dam. So the halacha though is, if I didn't, so I, I did it a number of feet away, I'm going to have to bring it over, avodahi, Halacha Saddam is actually part of the Avoda. Why does that matter? For the following cases. So one of the rules of Avoda is Pigol. If I have the Ram Machshava, when I shech the animal, or I do any of the different parts of the Avoda, so I, if it's supposed to be an old one, I have a minus a Shalom, whatever, I have the wrong intentions. Right? That, that, that I mean to bring it on this day, I'm bringing it on this day, I have in mind to, to eat it on, on the wrong day. You have the wrong in, intention and bring a Korban can actually 
make the, the, the korban no good. Utsriich uh, HaKohen, right? It can't just be done by anybody, it has to be done by a Kohen. Uvigde Kahuna, right? And you have to wear the Vigde Kahuna when you do it. Uposal Ba'onen, and if an Onen, right, someone who has lost a relative and hasn't yet buried them, is not allowed to do the Avoda. Ve'yoshev, you can't, you have to do it standing up, not sitting down. Ve'arel, and someone who has never bris mila also can't do it. So all these halachos apply not only to Kabbalah Saddam, and not only to Zerikah Saddam, but they also apply to Kabbalah Saddam, even though the Kabbalah Saddam is not beferish in the Pasuk. Right, you just find it grave, which should mean, right, either Kabbalah Saddam or, or, or actually putting, bringing it on the Mizbech itself. So the, the point is that this idea of Kabbalah, of Holechas Saddam being, again, not totally explicit in the, in the text is coming from and that, and that this, certainly this, this concept of it being a separate avoda itself that if it's done meaning if, if the animal is shechted far away enough from the mizbech that I have to actually bring it over all of a sudden that this rule of holecha sadam becomes actually part of the avoda itself so again this is another example of a halacha that otherwise I would never really have known if I just were reading the text it has a context and it, it can be relied on from the text itself but that really it's uh, you know, much much harder to find without without term, without a uh, Okay. Taharos. Next, learning a lot about different uh, you know uh, details of different different halachas. So taharos becoming uh, becoming tahor. So again, what do you mean? Mechsof Ksivon. We have lots of psukim that talk about the idea of how a person becomes tahor, how to become tameh. This is again a lot of sefer vayikra. All these, these many psukim like that. So the Gemara says, "Mikhsav Stephen laps psukim." The Gemara answers, "Lodin nitzrocha el l'shi or mikvah." No. What's the, what, what about tyros? Is not the verse in the, in the Torah itself. The, the, the how much water you need for a mikvah. Okay, good. What is it? The lok siva because it's not not anywhere in the psukim. This anya virachot as b'sarabam ayim. Pasuk says you should wash yourself in water. What does that mean? Take a bath. What does that mean? Take a shower. How do I know it means a mikvah? And how much is a mikvah? So be may mikvah. Good. So I should, I should wash my body in a may mikvah. Es kol b'saro. So 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 uh, so has, what, how much? What es kol b'saro? Mayim shekol gufa olaban. So es kol b'saro means I have to use water that covers my entire body. V'kamehen. And how much is that? Ama al ama berom shalosh amos. Right. That that basically this is how the the, the uh, Rishonim explain that a, a person's body typically. They're just standing regular. It's about an ama wide, and an ama is about somewhere between 18 inches and you know and, and you know a foot and a half or so. So uh, it's two feet even. So not not including wingspan. We're just talking about standing still. So that a person typically is about an ama wide, average person, and typically about three amas tall. Okay. So the so this idea of of ama ama berom shalosh amos is basically three cubic amos. The volume of three cubic amos doesn't include a person's head, just the body. The shia ruchachamim may mikvah arbaimsa, and how much is that to get the amount of water that can cover the entire person's body? So that's going to be forty sa. And forty sa, by the way, wouldn't cover a person's body if they're just sitting in the mikvah straight up. They'd have to duck down, kind of scrunch down in order to fit. But if they were scrunched down, the average person would fit. Uh, their entire body would be covered in uh, in forty sa. Um, okay. So again, that's something that isn't anywhere in the Torah, in the, in the Pesukim themselves. Next, Timaeus. So how does a person become Tomei? So again, that's a lot of, we have a lot of Pesukim like that. So Gemara says, no, 
It's referring to kind of the minimal amount that a person becomes Tameh from a Sheretz, from some type of uh, creepy crawly uh, thing. Uh, and the Kadashal specifically refers to the, the size of a lentil. So it's very small. It's the smallest amount of that, of an animal, of a, you know, a corpse of some type of animal that could make a person Tameh. Why? The Loksivik. That's not anywhere. We don't find that, that measurement of Kadasha anywhere in the Torah. This sign. We find in the Brisa. Bahem, Yacho, Bikulon. Bahem, which is the Rashi, what's Bahem referring to? The Pasuk. Kuala Nogea Bahem. Right? If you, if you, if you Nogea Bahem, Yitma, you become Tameh. So Bahem, Yacho, Bikulon. So if I just had the language of Bahem, I might think that I have to touch the whole, the whole, the whole animal has to be alive. Right, sorry, not alive. Has to be complete. The whole animal has to be complete. So it's an entire, you know, dead animal that makes the person tummy by touching it. Tamalomar mayhem, not bahem, but from them. And the later passage says, "Kolashe yipo alav mayhem." Rashi says, "Kolashe yipo alav mayhem b'mosam yitma." Right. So if you if you touch something from them, so from them means it's not a complete uh, carcass. It's just part of it. Okay. Yachov and Miksasan, so I might think any, even any, so that might mean any part of the animal, even a teeny tiny part, Tamalomer, Bahem. So, so no, the Pasuk says Bahem, meaning it has to be something more significant. What's that significant amount? Hakit said, Achiagia bi Miksaso, Shehu Kakula. It has to be a small amount that has the status of the whole, the whole item, the whole carcass. Shiaru Hachamim Bikadasha. And that amount is a, um, a lentil's amount. Shekain chomat tchilaso tchilaso because a chomat, which is some type of snail, uh, it's a very very small creature that can make a person tame if you touch its carcass. So when a chomat is its, in its first, you know, beginnings of growth, how little is it when it's first born? It's the size of an adasha. It's that small. It's the size of a lentil. But the point being, there are times when a when a chomat is that small and still has its entire entire body. That's the amount that you need it to be to be considered kula. Okay. Uh, like the tail of a lizard. Why the tail of a lizard? Why does the tail of a lizard have any status by itself? It says Rashi. Kizanov halta If you cut off the tail of a lizard, it continues to move back and forth. Uh, it still has some type of life force to it, the tail of a lizard, apparently. Even once you cut it off, it still continues to wag. So that shows you that it has some type of, uh, some type of life force, and that's why it continues to... Uh, it's considered like mixoso, which is like a small amount, which is like, uh, rel- you know, uh, considered like the whole thing. Okay, next. Arayos. So the halachas of forbidden sexual relationships. It's also mixtav ksivan. Again, we read this, uh, those psukim on uh, some of them on, uh, on Yom Kippur. Certainly we know there's a, a very clear enumeration in the Torah of which relationships are permitted and which relationships are forbidden. So what's going on here? So it says the Gemara, Lo Nisacha al-Levito me'anusaso. A terrible scenario. But the point being that we need a drasha to explain to us that if a person, Rachman Latzlan, a man would rape a woman and she would have a child, so that 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 that, that uh, a, do- a daughter that that daughter is considered an arias to him also for him to then have a relationship with that daughter would also be awesome okay the because that's not one of the 
relationships that's enumerated in the text, uh, that this then follow-up relationship is also Asr. The Amarava, Amar Li Rav Hitzchak, Bar Abdimi, Asya Heina Heina, Asya Zima Zima. Because coming from the Psukim, referring to those relationships, that, uh, that each one, that, that they're both considered Zima, Zima meaning uh, it's like a disgusting, inappropriate relationship, that the word Heina is used by both. Um, to to describe to describe the the relationship of Abbas and that which comes you know uh, from the relationship he has with this woman that he raped um, that both says the word Hena and the, and it says Zima by both also to say that both of them are considered uh, are considered Arias so that's not clearly enumerated in the Pesukim and the sense I need a Jerusha to explain it so therefore it's considered something that is again not not the favorite Hein Hein Gufei Torah so at the end of that Mishnah, what did it say? It said at the end of the Mishnah that you know these examples of dinim, avodos, taharos, tameos, arayos, they have one to rely on, and they are gufei Torah. So what's the what's the implication? Says the Gemara, hein hein gufei Torah. Says Rashi, sorry, not Rashi. Says the Gemara, hani in hanachlo. All of the, these last examples of halachos are gufei Torah. They're what the Torah is all about, and the rest of them are not. So Ella Ima Hain Vihain the implication is that Shabbos and uh, you know uh, Nigayim etc. are not Gufe Torah. Why not? So it says no, no, no. What it means to say is that nevertheless, even though not they don't all have their uh, you know um, they don't all have as clear um, source being sourced in the Torah itself, nevertheless they're all considered a part and parcel of the Torah itself. And uh, e- e- whether whether certain things are sourced in the Torah very clearly, certain things are certain things are almost impossible to find nevertheless all of them are considered Gufei Torah so we'll stop here and we'll continue with the beginning of the next parak tomorrow